Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything but mostly just the stuff we like. After what seems like, oh, I don't know, a century worth of wait, it looks like we'll finally get some sort of birth of the multiverse story happening in the upcoming MCU movie. Or will we? I mean, who the hell really knows? Really, nobody knows. But we're going to dive into all of the rumors surrounding the release of that movie so that maybe we have a chance at predicting it. Probably not. But this is the first Marvel movie of 2023, so let's get at it in this episode 125, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the real or the jabroni? You are worse than Hulk Hogan. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who wishes he had the power to make any stake he comes in contact with ten times larger than it already is. He has been my partner in ADC for over two decades and is an owner of a timeshare in the quantum realm. I give you the man they call Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? I'm doing all right. How is your timeshare, by the way? How are oh, the, it's lovely. What are the fees lovely. like on the quantum realm? I mean, you're, there is a maintenance fee, I'm assuming, still, right? Well, they take crypto, so tell no. <laughs> Read into that do. what you may. <laughs> they take Dogecoin. <laughs> I don't know if they take the Doge, but... <laughs> we really missed out on that. We should have really tried to get our own crypto coin going before the whole thing just cracked the bed. NFT. Free-range NFT. Oh, my gosh. What a scam all that stuff is. I mean, I'm still firm. I mean, I, there's still people out there who are like, oh, no, crypto man is with I mean, NFTs. I'm like, it just seems like a complete scam. I just want to know who starts the snowball that rolls down the hill and becomes the the massive boulder that becomes this this movement. It's incredible. I don't know. I'm just blaming Elon Musk because I blame him for most everything these days, including when I run out yeah. of like toilet paper in my bathroom. I'm like, damn you, Musk! You are worse than Hulk Hogan. I get seems... some water in my eye. It's his fault. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good way to go. You know, Mollusk is, you know, he's just blamed for everything. Nothing like seeing him sitting with Rupert Murdoch last night. <laughs> oh my God. Don't even get me started. All right. Well, uh, we do have... <laughs> Uh, a show, uh, and it is so weird because we just recorded the end of the last show yesterday, and then we both stayed up for the Super Bowl and then went to work today. So we're both a little bit delirious and uh, just kind of, you know, a little more cracked than usual. Um, not on yes. crack, just mentally cracked. Mm. Um, and uh, so we are going to talk about the new Ant-Man and Wasp movie, uh, Quantum Mania, along with Kang. It's got to be Kang. Uh, but before we get to that, we got a little thing called the Week in Geek. What do we got this week, sir? Or this? What do we got tonight? <laughs> it yeah. seems like we just recorded one of these yesterday. Well, what were you able to come up with? 
just just for the peoples. So we we we're, you know our prior episode was Frankenstein. So we recorded kind of the beginning and the end of it last night, which was an hour before the Super Bowl started. And here we mm. are recording the day after the Super Bowl to review uh, just our our picks and uh, just our <laughs> thoughts on the game. And so it just feels I feel like I'm in a little bit of a quantum realm right now. As a matter yes. of fact, this feels very very odd, very different. Yes. And half the city of Philadelphia is here with us, which is yeah. well is a little well, rough. I don't know if I want to. You know, yeah, I don't want to take responsibility for this. But uh, basically, uh, you know, first uh, th- this week in geek will be very Super Bowl focused. And, and first item right out of the gate, you know, oh. got to address the elephant in the room here. Sir, we 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 have a streak. Uh, yes. not these, we are not streaking and there isn't a streak, but we have a a actual streak going on right now with our Super Bowl picks. We yes, have, we do. Uh, last year, we both uh, wanted to see the Bengals win. Mm-hmm. They lost. They did. Last night, we both picked the Eagles an hour before the game. We did. They lost. Yes, they did. Oh, god. The Undertaker is jealous that there's a 2-0 streak going, and he doesn't own it. <laughs> oh. well, he wasn't a Super Bowl commercial. So. I know, which was kind of weird to see. Yeah, so uh, to the folks in Cincinnati and Philadelphia, rest in peace. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I even said it on the show. Like, we both picked Philadelphia, and I was like, I'd like to be the first to congratulate Kansas City on their Super Bowl win tonight. It just seemed like it was in the stars when we were both that emphatic about it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it, we're, we are like, it's us and then the Madden curse. Those are the two. That's that's what we got going. I don't even know if the Madden curse is the thing anymore. Do they even put someone on the? Do they even put someone on the front cover of that thing anymore? Or is it just like uh, Roger Goodell every year in wishful thinking, with, with the hopes that he would disappear? Right. I'm hoping that he gets run over uh, by a golf cart during the off season or something. You know. Yeah. Well, for the record, Uncle Todd had the Eagles uh, at a score of 35-30. I was actually closest uh, to the score. I, I would you, like you to were. say that. You were. And the man they called him also had the Eagles, but 27-24, which uh, was close about at the third quarter mark. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, quite what honestly, it was, a, it was a fun game if you didn't have a dog in the fight. You know, mm-hmm. if you didn't have a real rooting interest, it was a pretty Jaylen fun Hurt game to watch. Jalen Hurts was incredible. Jalen uh, Hurts was about incredible. A ha- about two and a half quarters yes he was mm-hmm. it was very weird like if you took if you took Jalen Hurts and and Patrick Mahomes and you took their their games and mashed them together mm-hmm. you had an all-time great performance but as it was it seems like they each took like one half off yeah yeah <laughs> it's the weirdest thing honestly I think it's because it seemed like all of the stuff that Philadelphia was was doing really well at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. They couldn't do it in the second half. You know, Kansas City figured something out or Mm -hmm. or maybe it was just the chips weren't falling the same way. But, man, they did not adjust the same way. There were some calls that were like a little Um, ridiculous in my book. Now, I'm not talking about the last one because because I I was talking to my my dad today and he, he was venting about that call. I said, Dad. The guy who did it basically admitted to it in a press conference. So there really is no controversy here. Well, the other thing, too, is like at a certain point, like I get it. And and believe me, and I'm saying this as as a lapsed NFL fan who really doesn't have any rooting interest. But I go back to like the the uh, the tuck game with the with the Raiders and the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to own the fact that you are in that close of a game. That you're in a position where the refs can muck can muck it up. Yeah. Like right. you have to at least take I'm not saying you take all the ownership, but you got to take like 20, 30 percent ownership. Like 
mm-hmm. we shouldn't have been in that position. They, yeah. I mean, Philly had yeah. the game locked at halftime. The only reason KC was still in it is because they got that one fumble recovery for a touchdown. Otherwise, yeah. ain't nothing going right for them. If that mistake doesn't happen, they win by a touchdown. And Absolutely. you've got the best defense in the league. They were, t- they were talking about how historic they were. Mm-hmm. They couldn't lay a finger on Mahomes most of the night. I mean, did mm-hmm. they even get a sack? Uh that's a bit of a stretch. They almost got him several times, and almost doesn't count. I'm sorry, I, sir. They don't. Give I would say Hurts looked very. He looked much more mobile and much more on the ball than Mahomes did. Because Mahomes, yeah, he didn't get creamed, but he damn near sure got it. So. I know, but at the same time, like we're talking about when you're when you mention your defense or yeah. you're mentioning a defense in the same breath as. Mm-hmm. the 85 86 you know 84 to 86 bears i mean and you come up like that at some point you got to look yourself in the mirror and say you know what we have a piece in that we have a decent piece in that mm-hmm. i i just I, i'm sorry yeah. i can't yeah. go all no. the way no it was a bad call no no if ands or buts about it and it's a it's a bad call to set to to decide a super bowl but you had him at halftime and you had the but, best league. You had the best defense in the league, and a really good offense. I am. I am with you 100. Uh, not justifying what what is being complained about. Just saying that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you. It's when when games are that close, you you know, it's 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 it comes down to the mistakes, right? It's a game of inches and mm-hmm. a game of mistakes. And Philly made one more mistake than the Chiefs did, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, not to take anything away from them. I mean, for crying out loud, I, I the way I described it to, to to my parents is watching the Philly offensive line do those QB sneaks was like watching a bulldozer go under oh. the earth and lift it up and dump it. I mean, like it was every ridiculous. single time, it was they a way pushed the Chiefs D line at will. <laughs> it was a surge. It was, a, and, they, and the commentators <laughs> had it right. Like there are there are offensive line coaches across America right now, just like beaming like yes this is what yeah. it's supposed to be like and and they absolutely did. i mean the the number of times that, that that offensive line just physically pushed the entire kc defense backwards mm-hmm. two three yards yeah on those and i mean like the one time the one time one of the ones when they were doing a like a goal line push and they were waiting on calling it and i'm like jalen hurts's body is in the end zone i'm pretty sure he crossed the goal line <laughs> i'm not sure why you're waiting to call this number 1 is laying in the end zone completely i'm yeah. pretty sure he scored yeah but you know again they you know they they want to be sure wink wink nudge nudge um and i uh, i got to tip my hat to eagles coach nick Sirianni because i you don't understand how how much it made me smile to see him, and and I heard the commentators talk about this is something he's been doing all season. You know the team's been doing all season how they look at at, at the possession of the ball as they have you know four full downs. Mm. Like there is no fourth down where we're just punting it away. If if there's a shot for for us to get a first down, we are going to go for it. That is how I used to play Madden back in the day, <laughs> and it makes me proud to see someone finally coaching. You and I used to say, if we were coaching, this is what we do. It'd be a different game, and now we finally are being represented on the field. I'm glad to see Nick Sirianni. Hats off to you, sir. 
Okay. Thank you, Coach Lombardi. I appreciate your input on this. The, but the fact is, one of the reasons he is able to do that is the, that his defense is that good. So if he if they turn the ball over on downs, mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a better than average chance that their defense can bail them out. And you're also dealing with a really mobile quarterback plus mm-hmm. an offensive line that can just push most people around. Now, that being said, there were a couple times, especially in that second half, when they were trying to open up holes, they were trying to run the ball. And they they could not block. I don't again, I don't know what happened from complete domination to just not being able to open up a big enough hole to get your running back through. I'm not sure what happened, but I you know, uh, but then again, here's here's one of the reasons why I will say and I've watched Casey now um, when they played against uh, what was it? The first one was against San Fran and then they played against the Bucks and and this Super Bowl. I get that Mahomes is kind of, he's got two MVPs. He's got two Super Bowl MVPs. He has two mm-hmm. championships now. Great. And I get that we're kind of starting to talk about, and I even mentioned it when we talked about Brady retiring. Like, is this a guy who could start competing and, and could eventually, I don't know how you manage to run this same game plan where essentially you are just in neutral for three quarters of the game and then you just pour it on at the end like yeah i get it and i get that it's a championship game and i get that it's your in this case you're playing like the two best teams in the league so i can kind of understand this one but it just seems to be a thing with him and i'm like how, how? and it, we kind of saw it with <laughs> with against the bucks like you you don't you let another team jump all over you and you have a competent coach and quarterback and guess what you ain't getting back up yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but anyways, it was it was a it was a fun game to watch. You know, I got to I got to say both both quarterbacks did wind up playing really well. I didn't think Casey had a shot going yeah. into the second half. I, and so, I mean, no. hats off to them for turning it around and managing to pull that out, e- even mm-hmm. with a even with a, a blown call really helping them out. But I mean, hey, psh, they still had to they still had plays after that. So there yeah. was opportunity for Philly to stop them right there, too. So. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just throw that out there as well because I don't have enough people in Philadelphia hating me. <laughs> Good lord! Well, you know, and and uh, well, we'll 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 talk about the commercials in a moment here. But I, I gotta say, sir, we have something going here. I think we need to market this. I think uh, the next uh, Super Bowl, we need to reach out to the respective uh, PR core of uh, either team and just say, look. <laughs> Two and zero right now. If we pick your team, you will you will lose. Yeah, we're going to run an extortion scheme on an NFL team. We'll see how that goes. Hey, you know, I'm just saying. Q. Morgan Freeman from Batman. Good luck. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what about the ad? Speaking of Morgan Freeman, not that he was in one, but just he's an actor. So. I was going to say. Um, you got to say, uh, Serena Williams mm-hmm. had the widest swing of um, no pun intended. There, you know, tennis. Uh, had the widest swing of like, hey, a pretty good commercial too. Oh, please don't. Um, yeah, like the Caddyshack commercial. I mean, mm. it was kind of meh, but I mean, it's it is what it is. The the trying to do the any given day, any any given Sunday speech, just don't, mm. just don't. Like you're not an actor. Yeah. When it comes to female athletes, certainly when it comes to, I mean, tennis players of any kind, male or female, goat, no question, no argument from me. 
you're not an actor. <laughs> and I don't know why someone thought that she was going to be able to deliver a Pacino-esque performance. Just well, call Al. I, I'm I, sure I, he'd do it. <laughs> I didn't take it that way. There was definitely kind of a, a, a the aspect to the ads where they were you know, really kind of putting the spotlight, you know, on, on the female athlete, you know, there was that one with uh, the gal who does the flag football and she's like running, you know, Which that was really cool. I liked that, it. Yeah. That, that was really cool. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but the flyby, I guess they did was all, you know, female pilots. So I, I, I don't know if that was just a theme that oh, was no, just I kind totally of get it. And I'm, I'm fine across, with, with her but, being in a commercial, but it's like that speech, I, I had to like, I literally went and queued it up on YouTube so I could watch the real one as a palate cleanser. And it's like, it's night and day. Like yeah. that movie is not exactly the greatest flick ever made, but Pacino in that scene, probably if there's a, if there's a scene in a movie where an actor should have just gotten an Oscar for one scene, that's mm-hmm. eh, a good argument. Right. Like he just went full loco on that one. Yeah. Bozo. I mean, yeah. Anyways, but that was, you know, overall, I thought the, the one of the clever ones was the Miller Lite Coors Light that ended up being the Blue Moon commercial. <laughs> that, 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 that does get the Innovation Award, I believe. <laughs> that was well done. That was pretty interesting. Like in the, I didn't see that coming. That was, that was squarely there. Um, what else was there? I'll tell you one of my favorites, and I, yeah. I texted my younger son because he 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 binged the show uh, as well. But uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, uh, yes. bring bringing back Walter White, Jesse Pinkman, and then not to be outdone, let me find his name. Raymond Cruz is Tuco Salamanca. He was right there demanding, you know, they got six flavors. Give me seven. <laughs> like that guy has been in so many flicks where he's played like this just psycho villain guy. It's so funny. Hey, when you're good uh, at something. I, I thought it was great to to bring him back in that commercial. Um I thought the Dodge like uh premature EV oh, or whatever. Gosh. I thought that was I I mean I I appreciate the fact that like okay you managed to take this concept and you carried it out to the nth degree mm-hmm. points for that I just get I'm really sick of the whole like oh I can't tow a fifty thousand pound trailer with an EV no kidding yeah it's not meant for that right now yeah duh you know yeah. like oh I might run out of charge well how long is your commute mm-hmm. twenty minutes you're probably gonna be fine. Like, you know, I just get tired of some of those things because it's yeah. like it really does start comparing apples and oranges. Like, yeah, the technology isn't there yet. Just let's, you know, let's just work within what what is reality, shall we? Full yep. points, though, for concept delivered perfectly, though. I mean, it it looked like all any kind of drug commercial, mm-hmm. uh, especially like, you know, the, the ED commercials that it's supposed to be like it, points for nailing that like no doubt but i was i just get annoyed with the concept because i'm like it's kind of a dumb argument but anyway yeah yeah um what else um uh the ben affleck working at the dunkin donuts was fantastic that was yes that was glorious that what that was and then j-lo showing up at the end with like is this what you do when you say you're going to work (laughs) give me a glaze yeah i love that part (laughs) (laughs) that was great so great like 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 ben affleck going full-on chucky boston accent because i mean that's not the way that ben talks you know 
Oh, but it was great. Maybe we can include in the show notes, his his younger brother uh, was on SNL back in, I think it was 2015, yes. 2016. Yeah, the, the Dunkin' guy. they did a phenomenal spoof of the Dunkin' Donuts commercials of, of that point in time. And uh, mm-hmm. we need to link that because <laughs> it's like wicked smart. And the thing I love is like, especially there's one point in the commercial where he's standing there like doing the commercial bit and he's got his arm out yes. the exit door. <laughs> Yeah, he's smoking. I'm like, I remember seeing people do that. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That oh was a thing. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Uh, was what so were your funny. thoughts on the halftime show? Uh, you know, I I was kind of in and out of the halftime show. I'm not, you know, not a big Rihanna fan. But I got to say, when I did, you know, come back into the room and and saw kind of the the elevated, you know, stage and everything that they were doing, I'm like, that was a really cool concept. I, mm. I thought that was very very interesting and just visually stunning. You know, I I, yeah. I liked it. I'm, you know, I'm not big into her music, so I I don't know one song from another. There's a couple I picked up on that I think are probably you know her hits that have been on the radio or whatever, and and and. The those sounded all great, but overall, I was just kind of you know cleaning up from dinner and stuff like that. So I, I really didn't uh, take in a lot of it. Um, but but just you know visually, I thought it was fantastic. And just and from what I've been reading, it just sounded like it was a pretty you know overall very well received performance. I think, but um, you know, but it's just pro- pro- probably there's a little bit of the the cultural disconnect there for, for you know for me just not being plugged into her music. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not the target demo. We're no, we're no. middle-aged dudes. You know, we are far from the 18 to, like, 24, 8, you know, or actually not as a night. It, it's probably, like, 14 to, <laughs> to, like, 30-ish demographic that you're looking for. It's it's not our thing, especially me. Like, I, I'm, you know, I was, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, my three favorite genres are old school funk, rock, and blues. Yeah, I'm I'm not in I'm not in on the dance pop neo R&B, you know, genre. Mm-hmm. It's it's just not my thing. But so I mean, I, none of her stuff really does much for me in in terms of songwriting. I mean, the woman can sing for sure. Uh but like you say, it was a, it was a spectacle. Like the yeah. the the innovativeness of having those platforms, the lighting, dancers, you know, I've heard some people say, "Oh, so generic." I'm like, "Yeah, but you know what? They were all on point." Mm-hmm. Like those, everyone was synchronized. It was, it was on point the entire thing. And, yeah, and g- like, like genuinely just really unique and, and really different. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. No. And, and they shot it really well. I mean, I'm sure they were using some drones and stuff like that. And just the cinematography, Hey, as a spectacle, 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. I'll give it that musically. It's not my jammy jam. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, the one thing I kind of, the two things I kind of chafed at was, oh, this is her first live performance. I'm like, okay, she ain't singing. Okay. Mm. Like she didn't sing a lick in that show. Okay. Can mm. we just be clear if she did, it was very little, mm. you know, because it was too perfect. And, and, and there's a reason why most of those are lip synced and a lot of backing tracks is because you're setting up everything and tearing it down and the performance is all contained within 30 minutes. Like, right. it's really hard to coordinate all that and make sure it's right. There's no sound check. Sound so. check. <laughs> but, you know, and then the other thing that got me is when they bring out the quote unquote band to quote unquote play. I'm like, really? I mean, we yeah. all know that ain't a note of that broadcast anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Um, but I will say this 
for I don't know how far along Rihanna is along, but just going on my experience of of pregnant ladies that I have I have known in my life, the fact that she was out there doing that, yeah, I mean that's a lot of being tired, depending mm-hmm. on where she's at in this whole thing and being sick, all of that, and she was on point, like whatever mm-hmm. you know the her movements, the the little bit of dancing she did. The lip syncing, I mean, eh, I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, for for doing that, I'll give the extra points for that. I mean, yeah. if 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 that were me, I would be like, I'm sitting on my couch. Heck with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm making another human being right now. I'm good. <laughs> you don't need me. You don't need me to be on halftime. All right. But anyways, absolutely. All right. Anything else on the uh, events from last night? Hmm. I think we've torn it apart pretty good. Uh, yep, oh, I think we're good. I want to mention that it, it, it was funny to see the uh, the John Travolta T-Mobile commercial. Oh, that was fun. Oh, God, I can't stand Grease. So I saw that. I'm like, really? We're oh, gonna come haunt on. Me. I just you don't, don't like Grease? I was more enthused with the two guys from Scrubs being there with them. Oh, I thought that gosh. was funny. But I mean, Jeez. I just, no, I don't like Grease. I'm sorry. I don't. Oh. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I don't need that tone from you, sir. Uh, no, I was doing the John Travolta. Oh. <laughs> See, that's how little I know. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, I think we've uh, beaten this horse quite enough. So, uh, yes. Uh, with all that, that, my friends, is our Super Bowl Week in Geek. Well, uh, I would say thank you, but we, we kind of tag team that one. So uh, thank you to me. And uh, now you know we're what? on to the I main subject. I will take subject. a moment and thank you because I had zero prep and zero time to do prep. And I appreciate your flexibility in just rolling with this recommendation. 9 a.m. I'm like, dude, let's just talk about the Super Bowl night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? Because I knew that you were still having meat sweats from the other night. <laughs> Didn't want to mess no. with you. You're just sweating out hollandaise sauce and oh, grease at this point. Gosh, yeah, still, still feeling it in the gut. <laughs> and you just went to you, you sir, just came back from the gym, so you really are sweating this out. I did. I, I had my, uh, my, I, I'm, I'm doing a bit of boxing cardio with my trainer on Mondays, and uh, got to tell you, after a month, uh, my stamina is coming up a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm able to stay with him longer. Uh, it's about we usually go about. 25, 20, 25 minutes. And, um, he has me throwing a lot of combos and things like that. And man, I, it, it's so, <laughs> I told him, I'm like, and, and he actually, uh, he's actually training, uh, to box, um, in a match. And mm-hmm. I said, man, I have a whole massive amount of respect for you guys because like just this 20 to 25 minutes, I'm not moving around nearly like he, he's very light on his feet. It, you know, really kind of reminds me of like, you know, the, the Muhammad Ali style, you know, of, of, of fighting, you know, just yeah. very light on his feet. And, and, and he's got, you know, he told me he's, he's got a, a big gas tank and he can go for a while and stuff. And so, um, I'm just like watching him move and I'm like, dude, I, I could not, you know, one round, I couldn't even get through one round, let alone 12. <laughs> So like, I gotta end it in one round, otherwise I gotta finish the fight from a chair. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, it was it was uh, it's it's been a lot of fun doing it, and uh, and then Wednesdays I do uh, strength and core. So uh, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the plan right now: strength and core and a little boxing cardio on Mondays. Well, it's like when my trainer, I I very quickly realized that even though I was doing arms and and or I was doing legs or whatever, it's all core. 
Like yeah. it's all core. And I'm like, that's the dirty little secret of this whole thing. And she's like, yep, pretty much. Yeah. Well, at least you're, you're admitting it. I, I can respect that. There we go. There all we right. Go. Enough sweating with the oldies. Um, <laughs> we're going to get on to the heart of today's episode. We're going to be looking at a whole bunch of rumors uh, regarding the upcoming Ant-Man and Wasp quantum mania blockbuster. I mean, it might be a blockbuster. Who knows at this point? Um, you know, it's been nine months since we've done this gimmick. I know. And you know what? It, it kind of still feels too soon because we really oh, stop it. We beat the living hell out of this gimmick, sir. You got it's to admit, it's a wonderful gimmick. We should do it, it more is. often. It is. I'm just saying, we beat the hell out of it before. That's why it's uh, been nine yeah. months. Yeah. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through all of these rumors, and each one of us is going to uh, assess whether or not we believe it is true or false. Now, our our nomenclature, our buzzwords for true and false is the real, which is true. Or the uh, the jabroni, which is false. And All this, in uh, honor of Shiki. Shiki, baby. Listen, he humble you. <laughs> I put you in the camel clutch, break your back, and humble you. He was a punk. Um, <laughs> so uh, we are going to go through these, and we are going to assess whether they are the real or the jabroni. Afterwards, we will, uh, of course, after we've seen the movie, uh, that that does help to figure out whether or not we were correct in our assessments. Mm. Uh, the winner. Are we still doing stakes on this? Not stakes with an EA in the middle, like take like you know, gambling stakes. Uh yeah, I, I the typical prize for us is mm-hmm. a um, reasonably priced <laughs> because we don't want any Pappy Van Winkle being traded here. Yeah, um, if you can if you could find it. <laughs> well, I was I was ordering your birthday gift a few nights ago and I'm like, holy moly, that's pretty uh pretty expensive, that Pappy. <laughs> Speaking of which, I actually got myself into a uh, into a into a lottery for some uh, for some uh, bourbon bottles that were hard to find, and I did not get an email today, so I crapped out on all of them. Oh. So this, I'm hoping for some redemption in this. Oh boy! All right, yeah. So a reasonably priced bottle of bourbon chosen by the winner, supplied by the loser. Uh, apparently, now I can no longer ship things over FedEx or. <laughs> UPS, they're apparently they they caught on to my my shenanigans and my bootlegging, and uh, I'm now confined to the uh, apparently licensed uh, members of uh, the the liquor society for shipping these things across state lines. Big liquor has got you, sir. <laughs> Is that what they're called? <laughs> I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I'm just saying if I had It sounds to, a little ridiculous when you say it, but fine, I'll take it. <laughs> if I decided to open a liquor store, that's exactly what I would call it. Big liquor. Big liquor. There you just, go. you know, there and you go. read into that whatever you so want. I James curated, isn't here to comment on it, so thank goodness. Indeed. Yeah, uh, sure, so sure. I, I curated this list of uh rumors from You invented half of these. My brain. Uh, and then from a couple of uh, sources, uh, Screen Rant, which is always a, a sponsor of, of a real in Jabroni, mm. uh, Movie Web, and uh, another fun site called CosmicCircus.com. TheCosmicCircus.com. Oh, sorry. TheCosmicCircus. Thank you. Know, just want to throw so, that out there. Uh, it's, yes. like, it's like oh, if you say it's oh, the Ohio, you, if you say Ohio State, it's like, no, 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 no. It's the Ohio State. <laughs> well, kiss my grits. <laughs> It's rock. No, it's the rock. Yeah. Well, at least that one. I mean, the guy could, you know, hurt you. But I mean, oh, Ohio State man. couldn't, you know, when was the last time they won anything? That's right. Anyway, 
Now I got everyone in Ohio pissed off at me, along with everyone in Philadelphia. You're so. just working your way across the nation right now. <laughs> what can I say about North Dakota? Pennsylvania, Ohio, you know, just 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 work your way over to New York. Well, you're a Red Sox fan, so the New York fans are angry with you. Well, what oh, can I say about man. North Dakota? Actually, people in North Dakota <laughs> just hate North Dakota, so there's nothing I can say. They're just miserable. Um, I'm guessing. Uh, calm down. Calm oh, down. Oh, man. Uncle Todd. Anyways, we got to ca- get to these other. a whole lot of emotion across this great nation. Messing with my emotions. Uh, all right. Are you ready, sir? Oh, maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Well, we, we typically break this reel and jabroni into three sections, mm-hmm. uh, one pertaining to, uh, you know, especially movies like this, you never know. And now that we're getting into the multiverse, it really messes with our heads because now we really don't know what, what's going to happen. Like we uh, knew before. Well, that's that's fair. But at least we we're only dealing with one universe. Now we're dealing with the multiverse. So uh, so we, we have a section called in or out, which is really about, uh, you know, who will we see or not see? We'll, you know, who will make an appearance or not make an appearance? Mm-hmm. We have a uh, middle section, which is really about rumors and theories about the plot. Called What's up with that? And then uh, instead of just focusing kind of on the end of the movie, uh, it's it's about, you know, who may not make it through the movie. And this is Tim's favorite category. Like, how, who's going to die? This who's going to die? This is the Johnny Cash special called When the Man Comes Around. <laughs> Death stalks you at every turn. Grandpa. Well, it does. <laughs> when is, when is uh, Becky Lynch going to come and punch someone in the face and stave in their skull, apparently? <laughs> So any questions, sir, on uh, you, you like the new table I have in our in our show outline? It is nice. Uh, if you'll notice, I did pin the top row so you'll actually be able to see the columns when you scroll down. So you're welcome really? on that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So look at that. You are a hey. technical maven. I, I Occasionally I have these moments. They are very few and far in between. Indeed. Well, are, are you, you know, I, have I, you stretched I'm, out? I'm is, re- I stretch. Are you kidding? I, is, I stretch. Is your quad a- adequately, uh, you, you know, stretched here? My hammies are are <laughs> loose and warm. Oh, good God! I need to know that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Starting with number one. Calves are feeling a little tight though. Glutes are are perfect though. They're <laughs> solid. Good Can Lord! Bounce a quarter off. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Just, oh, uh, just okay. try to make sure you get to one side or the other. Don't go down the middle. That's all I'm asking. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be one of them, one of them shows, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You okay over there? <laughs> Need to get some oxygen? I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I think I'm over that. <laughs> okay. God. Alrighty. I was, not, I was not expecting that 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 barrage of of jokes uh, from well, you, sir. So thank you. Oh my I, god. You know, I like to overshare. Oh crap, I guess so. All right. Are we ready now that I've I, got... you've asked me like eight times? Yes, oh. I am ready. Are you oh, ready? Ch- chuckles out my. of my system. Goodness. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to take you to the home? Are you forgetting that you're asking me this? No, I am. I'm. I'm set to go here. All right. Number one, we will see multiple Kang variants, real or jabroni. 
one Kang, two Kang, red Kang, blue Kang. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm basically. Guessing. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm going to go the real on this. Yeah, I mean, all right. Are you I'm going to. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm typing in. Or are you just going to? Oh, like, I, say, or, or do you want me to type in? I, I don't I, care. What? It, what it, how do you, you usually do the typing? All right. The raw. What are you saying, sir? The raw. Um, will we see multiple Kang variants? Um, I love how I'm, you're acting like you have to think about this. Like you wrote this. I I know, but it's not like I sit there and stew over these. I write them and then I move on to the next thing I have to do because I got like 50 things to do. No, you're still stewing over the wrestling uh, brackets that we're going to do in March, but you know, you don't want to uh, stew those, those over Those are this. coming together nicely, by the way. I just want to tell you all, folks. Okay, so this is the, this is what we're going to we're we're working on something special for for March Madness. And Tim forgot just how many how many teams or how many slots there are in a bracket. And he went instead of like a 16 you know, regions of 16 each to wind up with 64. This man had 64 in each region. Well, <laughs> like we, we would be doing these shows for the next eight months. I, I was excited about the wrestling. I thought we, uh, you know, we had a lot of talent to go through and I thought a 64 bracket was appropriate for every week. And, uh, uncle Todd, uh, shot that down. So had every, everyone, I'm pretty sure the Brooklyn brawler was on a couple of these was it when in one bracket, like that's how far down you were going. Like I, I, I was really scraping to get to 64, but, geez. uh, but yeah, yeah. Very Horowitz. Like, uh, no, he, he, he would be in the nineties bracket. That's when he actually like, you know, won a match and made it on pay-per-view. Well, that's good. Good for him. Give him a pat in the back. I think that was 95 against uh, Skip of the Body Donnas. <laughs> you really need help. You know the little, little trivia right there, ladies and gentlemen. Good thing, good thing you're married because as an opening line at, at like a bar, that ain't getting you nowhere. Ah, never would use it. All right. <laughs> we will see Tony Stark, number two. That's the real, Jabroni. Or Jabroni. The Jabroni. I'm going to the Jabroni as well on that one. Um. I, I will answer one of these first as well, so you don't feel compelled to have to always uh, answer. Oh, excuse me. Make this a little bit. Uh, I'll just go jabroni. Okay. Uh, and then kind of in kind on that front, uh, number three, we will see Captain America. I will go the jabroni. Now, the reason I brought these up is because we have been seeing in articles and heard the quote from the character himself that he uh, has, uh, you know, he's killed the Avengers many times over. Mm. And so I was wondering if that would potentially show a flashback to said, uh, you know, said defeat, uh, in which case we would see Tony or Captain America. But I'm going to say the jabroni. I'm going to go jabroni as well. It's tempting because, again, I mean, you're you're thinking there's a whole lot of stuff that could be happening in rapid succession. But at the same time, there's limits, you know, yes. and we always as a fan, we think it's going to be all cute to have a thousand things happening. And, you know, Marvel's like, that's just not logical in a movie <laughs> and keeping it under three hours. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, at some point we have to talk about the Batman. Oh, we didn't talk. Well, that, well yeah, I guess that was an ad, and we never really talked. Well, no, 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 not not the Flash, which they're trying to make into a Batman movie, so that we're not talking as much about Ezra Miller. You know, the ah, one man crime wave. I'm okay. talking about the 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 Pattinson, the Batman that came out what like last year or something. Oh yeah, yeah. 
and I finally got around to watching it. Holy crap, if there is ever a movie that did not to me need to be three hours long, it was that. Yeah. I'd rather see the three-hour cut of Avatar than the three-hour cut of The Batman. Not I a mean, fan, I don't, huh? I don't want to watch either of them at three hours, but yeah. if I had to pick, at least I could tell what was going on in Avatar because it wasn't lit like, you know, with one 40-watt bulb in a yeah. lot of scenes. Yeah. Anyways, we'll have to chat about that some other episode. All right. All right. Uh, oh, no, geez, this Number one. four, the free-range idiocy honorary question of <laughs> any real in jabroni. It's like our mascot at this point. <laughs> Basically. Jeez. Not, not, not our intern, Patrick, but instead, number four, Mephisto will finally make his debut. Actually, how do we not, how do we know that Patrick isn't Mephisto? He might be. Where has he been? He's going to invite him over or something? Yeah, I'm going to tell him where I live. Are you crazy? <laughs> I actually tried. I, he tried to follow me one day. Yeah. Thankfully, that that Vespa broke down. Oh, well, that's well. Where is he then? Well, he walked back to the. I mean, he was back at the office two days later. Of course, I don't know where he was in the meantime. But you know, <laughs> he's a survivor. What can I say? Oh um, wow, wow, that's high praise coming from you, sir. Well, he has to be. I mean, he's like a. He's kind of like a roach at this point. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, again, I'll say this. Uh, what are the rules here? Because I mean. With Mephisto being Mephisto, there's no way that you can say that he's not in it. He might be. You don't know that that little kid isn't Mephisto. You don't but, know but that that lamp isn't Mephisto. You've tried that stratagem before, and you have lost. You you tried that with a womp rat, and you were soundly defeated with facts. So You know what? I still maintain that was a womp rat. <laughs> I forgot to ask Jimmy Dice about that because oh, if there's one person who's a, over, well, true. If there's one person <laughs> whose whose opinion on on womp rat biology, I trust. It is one Jimmy Dice. I think he and the Scruffies adjudicated that same question and came to the conclusion that it was not a womp rat. I so. think I have other compelling evidence that we need to be bring, bringing before the, the court well, Rudy, here. Rudy, if I, you want to keep running around to the judges, you oh, do that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have my press conference at the Four Seasons Landscape <laughs> and Office Supply Store. Um, uh, no, I'll go with Jabroni. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Is it just me, or like with with all the money that some folks have? And I'm not I'm not picking on anyone in particular here, but maybe I am. Mm. Like with all the money flowing around, like just do something with your hair, even if it's just shave it. Like <laughs> instead of having like a weird thing going over Pompadour. or like spray on hair or like the the stuff that is like the just for men that's been poured on so much that it's you're like sweating it down. And you uh, mm -hmm. just shave your head. Yeah. It's okay, you yeah. know. Like I'll I'll tell you one thing. Like my hair is already it's making the march to the back. It's mm -hmm. it's not going quickly, but at some point I know the day is going to come when it's just like that's it. I'm done. I'm done. That's it. I I've been sleek since I was in my early 20s. Oh yeah, you've been aerodynamic, sir. You I have. Yeah, it's, like it's a sports version of the man they call Tim. You just need a you spoiler. Know, <laughs> I I really wish <laughs> I, I'm going to share a little something here. Oh boy. Man, they call Tim doesn't open up very often. Oh, when he does, he makes a count. But I'm going to say this. I really wish I had the attitude I have now when I was in high school because that was something I actually got picked up because I was losing my hair when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I got 
just I, I had some very uncomfortable situations happen where I, I had to just, you know, kind of grin and bear it and just, you know, make my way through it. Made Man. me stronger, made me better. But looking back on it, I'm just like, you know what? Why couldn't I have been this way then? Because I think I would have handled it totally differently. Felt good about it. And and quite honestly, it's like who you know, at the end of the day, who cares? You would have laid it you lay it the smack of it's the down. Hair. It's hair. Yeah. And guess what? I don't have to do it in the morning. I feel great about that. So yeah. <laughs> high school kids, man. Just terrible since since forever. <laughs> Just since forever. <laughs> So, all right, where are we now? Aerodynamically sound is the way to go, folks. So, uh, number five, we are on number five. We will see one or more members of the Fantastic Four. This one's tempting because we know there is a Fantastic Four movie coming up. We know that Secret Wars is coming up. I know that if I'm remembering right from my comic book days, Secret Wars did have uh, Fantastic Four prominently featured uh, i mean and there's two post-credit scenes so jeez uh-huh. i'm gonna go with the real i'm gonna i'm gonna this is the limb i'm gonna go out on all right i'm gonna go jabroni i don't really think it's gonna happen yeah i just think it, it makes sense from a perspective of trying to introduce that mm-hmm. those one of those characters you know fair enough fair enough uh next one number six uh loki will make an appearance Mm. i'm gonna go the real on this one because if there's ever an option that could that has a likelihood to it loki is one of them because i i well we'll get to it in a later uh theory here but I, i i think there's a tie in there i think there's a tie in but i also feel like loki is a little too big you know what I mean? Because you've already got Ant-Man and Wasp, who, I mean, granted, Wasp is not a huge character in the in the MCU thus far. Mm-hmm. She plays a part. She is definitely not on the same tier as like a Wanda mm-hmm. or, you know, or, 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 you know, Captain Marvel, certainly or anything like that. Ant-Man, you know, but then you have Hank Pym. You also have. Um, oh, what's a. Mrs. Hank Pym, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's role. I can't remember what her... Uh, Janet Van Janet. Dyne. I yes, think is her Janet name. Van Dyne. Uh, you have her. You've got Kang. That just feel... And then, of course, you have uh, what, Bill Murray's character in there, too. Krylar. It just feels like Loki would be too big of a character to just drop in here and not have a sizable impact. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I just I I'm gonna go jabroni on that one. Ah, all right. We have two points of difference. Javbroni. The Jav. That's, that's the German spelling. <laughs> Javbroni. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number seven. Sylvie will make an ex- will make an appearance. Uh, that one's a little more tempting because that that could work, but I'm gonna go jabroni. I am going to go Jabroni as well. I don't think we'll see both of them. I think we'll just see one. Yeah, I think they're going to be dealing with their own Kang as mm-hmm. opposed to this Kang. All right. And then last for the in or out uh, section here, a member of the X-Men will make an appearance. Ooh. I left this very vague. I didn't name a specific X-Men. I just meant an X-Men, a mutant, will make an, will make an appearance. 
Yeah, this is this is tempting because now we have had the M word uttered in the uh, in the Marvel universe for the first time ever uh, in Miss Marvel. <clears throat> so game on, and we again we know X Men is coming at some point. All right. Um, gosh, but I mean, who, I'm going real. Why not? All right. I am. Gonna I figure go one of these two have got to play out. I'm going to go Jabroni. All right, you go right ahead. All right, we now enter into the "What's up with that" section, uh, which is more what's kind of around that? the plot. What's up with that? What's up with that? All right. Ooh, yeah, okay. I don't even know the song. I'm just making crap up right now. Uh, and we thank you for that. Yeah, it's worked uh, for 47 years, and hardly anyone's noticed. <laughs> Fake it until you make it. I mean, All right. a few people have noticed, and usually they're the ones who are like, see ya. Oh, and, and fair enough. All right, number nine. As we've seen in the trailer, uh, yes, Cassie has been tinkering in the workshop, and uh, this one... This always, this always goes well. The reason I put this one in here is I think one of either Screen Rant or, uh, what was it called, the Cosmic Circus, uh, had a theory up there that um, it's possible... Uh, and it's a really stupid theory, but it's possible that, you know, Cassie is working in league with Kang, which I don't really think is the case. So I just put this in here to just say that Cassie built the quantum realm device uh, that is, you know, communicating down to that point uh, with Hank Pym because she says we built it. So uh, who is the we? And so I am I'm putting out here the theory that Cassie built the quantum realm device with her grandpapa. Or I guess it wouldn't be her grandpapa, but it would be her kind of step-grandpapa. I don't know. It seems kind of weird because you would think that Hank would have talked to Janet a little bit and she would have said, hey, you know what? If you ever get this idea that you're going to go to the quantum realm, uh, don't. Mm. I, I kind of would have figured that would happen. Um, it's. I think it's going to be some another we. Uh, no, Jabroni. All right. It's going to be another we. Or maybe she's just speaking the royal we. I don't know. Could be. I'm gonna go Jabroni as well on that one. I uh I do not think it is Hank. So uh, and this is one of those slippery ones where you know could be, you know, like her boyfriend or something like that. <laughs> which which would be the ultimate disappointment to say, oh, it's the real, and you find out, ah, my friend from school and I built this. It's like, oh, that's just that's yeah, an overgrown science project. Yeah, basically. God. Which would right. fit in with kind of the Ant Man sort of theme of things. It, yeah. That could make sense. All right, number 10, Modok mm. is an ally of Kang. Um, I'm going to go the real on this one. Hmm. I kind of know who Modok is, but I I I'm I believe isn't a isn't Patton Oswald voicing this character? I uh, no. Oh, okay. I thought they said Darren Cross uh, who played Yellow Jacket in the first Ant-Man and the Wasp was going to do the voice, but I could be wrong. Let me huh. see. That'd be weird. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, didn't he get cast into the Quantum Realm? When when he... Um, I, well, you saw Ant-Man. Well, he just sort of disappeared. I don't what know. What do you think he disappeared, too? I, I thought he just disappeared into a little... 
puddle of stuff on the f- carpet. I don't know. Uh, I don't- yeah, it actually looks like uh, Corey Stahl, who played Yellow Jacket, is going to uh, is going to play Modoc. Yep, hmm. that's disappointing. <laughs> disappointing because I was right. <laughs> no, I just I kind of want I, I I just like having more Pat Oswalt in my life. That's just me. Uh, um, anyways, I'll go with real. I oh. it's a coin flip for me. All right. Very nice. Uh, and now the antithesis of this, which is Modoc. Well, actually, it isn't. He could still be an ally, and then something works out. But Modoc is the reason Kang is stuck in the quantum realm. It seems from the trailer that Kang is stuck for a reason. Is Modoc that reason? Really, mm, Jabroni? I'm going to go Jabroni. If anything, I think it's the. Uh, it might be he who remains is the reason why Kang is in there. Ah, very and maybe nice. Maybe it's his death is why things open up for him. Very nice. Uh, we will get to that, sir. Okay. Uh, Krylar, Bill Murray, uh-huh. will betray the protagonists. I will say the real. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he seems shifty. <laughs> I don't like the cut of his jib. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't know, but sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. This next one was kind of interesting. Um, and this comes from the com- uh, Cosmic Circus. But uh, And this actually goes back to Thor, Love, and Thunder. Um, Kang, we find out, is a cosmic entity. And uh, I can pull the article up if you would like. So, But then what's the question? Because you, sa- you say right here he's a cosmic entity, but then you say we know he is? Well, is the, the real jabroni is we, we find out that he is... Like, he isn't just a man. He is a cosmic entity. Okay. And the reason I say that is because, uh, so in Thor, Love, and Thunder, um, I think it was toward the end when they were in that that uh, big, I don't know, cave thing where they were, like, fighting. Okay. Um, I think they were, they were trying to find eternity or something like that. There were four entities, death, entropy, infinity, and, and eternity. And the theory is that Kang is, in fact, entropy. Um, huh. and entropy's purpose is destruction. This drive pits him in a constant struggle with eternity, whose goal is creation. Together, they keep the cycles of creation and destruction in balance. So, entropy acts as the antagonistic force against eternity and his mission of creation. Um, and since we know eternity is an actual physical being that exists, then it's likely that entropy also exists somewhere in the MCU. But where might you ask? Enter he who remains and his variants. So, the idea is that Kang could be. The, the cosmic entity entropy, basically. I'm going to go jabroni. Sounds cool, though, doesn't it? It does, but it's, it seems like a little too, like... It seems mal- a bit much. It, yeah, yeah. It does. It does. It's I, I agree, but I I was looking to pad, pad our, our, our list here and uh, thought I would throw it in there. I appreciate that. Uh, next one, number 14. We learn Janet Van Dyne and Krylar have a past. So Ooh. one of the theories and rumors, and this may go back to the comic books, is that Janet and Krylar, when she was you know, trapped in the quantum realm for the period of time that she was, may have had a little uh, flingy fling. So now this rumor is not di- directly related to that, but just more that she and Krylar just have a past. And so now they are reconnecting when she goes back. I'm going to well, go to the real. Well, first of all, ew. Um, I don't. I don't need to picture Bill Murray with anybody. 
ever. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go real. I don't think it's a romantic thing. I think that there might be some bad blood or there has been some, some stuff there. But I don't believe it. I don't believe it's romantic. I'm, gotcha. I'm going to hope for hope for that. All right. Uh, oh shoot! I think I meant to take this one out, but we'll do it anyways. <laughs> it may be in there twice, but Cassie uh, 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 Scott's uh, daughter is uh, will develop into a hero slash Avenger by the end of the film. I'm going to go the real. Um. I don't know because we do seem to be heading towards a, a young Avengers sort of thing. I mean, we've already got Miss Marvel in play. We've got Ironheart in play. I think she's going to carry the torch. See, here's the thing. I don't necessarily buy that Scott Lang is dying in this one. All right. And I know that you're, you're full on, like you are, you're already like chiseling his tombstone at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't quite buy that. Right. I'm going to go the jabroni on this. Oh, very nice. I don't think I think she could possibly end up as a as a member of the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. I don't think it happens in this movie. All right. Uh, now, as to what you alluded to earlier, sir, number sixteen, yes. the finale of Loki season one will coincide with the events in the quantum realm or in Quantum Mania. So. I can reword this and state it more specifically, but basically saying what you said, which is Kang is stuck because the events of Loki season one have yet to take place. And when they do is when he gets loosed. So that's, that's what I mean by this. Jabroni. Um, No, but I don't buy it. I think that the, um, I'm going to go the real, I think they're separate. Okay. I think just the, the idea that those two things are happening, like they would, because it would have to be almost like a coinciding sort of thing. I just don't think that's it. All right. I, th- I think they can they can both definitely happen in separate areas. At separate I have my times. theory. I am sure you do, but I don't want to say it because I may sway you. So, okay. I I I want this as a separating moment here. Because you want, want your bottle, bottle and bourbon. I get that. You know what? I I understand that. I've I'm I'm hungry to. To get back on my win streak. I was doing very well in these, and then I think you've taken the last couple. And so it's it kind of hurts a little. Kind of hurts a little. Dominance. And I'm also trying to t- trying to take away the trouble of you trying to ship things to me because I've I've learned that trying <laughs> that shipping things to you is much easier. Yeah, uh, and, well and it is shipping to me. Drizzly doesn't deliver out in, in your neck of the woods. Apparently. I know. Because well because the state of Maine still thinks that people everyone's a freaking farmer. They don't want to get with a program and actually like jump into the twenty first century quite yet. Which going back to the last episode, because we were talking or or I don't remember if we talked about this, you said you went to Portland and parking is, is difficult in Portland. Do do they have Uber out there or no? They do, yeah. It's just okay. it's just getting an Uber from it's not the same as getting being in, like out here where it's probably a bit more population dense, right? Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's less population density from here to Portland. So, I mean, gotcha. it's not like, gotcha. you know, it's not like being around a major city in the suburb just kind of basically abuts, mm. you know, the, the urban center. It just sort of gradually fades into yeah. a, a suburb. It's just like, Here's a town and blank space, and here's a town. You know, yeah. whereas whereas out here, 
I was actually shocked by this. I didn't think it would actually work, but I was I was downtown late for a work event and I really didn't want to walk to the train station. So I called an Uber and I was actually able to take the Uber all the way back to where I parked my car in, in the suburb. And mm-hmm. I was floored because I'm like, that, that, that it's like a 30, 40 minute drive. And, uh, mm-hmm. but they do it because I think there's always a chance they can pick someone up in the burbs who are heading back to the city. And yeah. so you are much more likely to get an Uber in Portland yeah. going out somewhere than you are out somewhere going into Portland, unless you happen to luck upon someone who has, who has taken that trip and it works yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we worked that out and has hey. absolutely everything to do with quantum mania. Exactly. Well, I mean, now we know <laughs> trying to park in Portland is like going to the quantum realm. Yeah. See, there we go. Look at that. Worked it back in. Number 17, mm-hmm. Kang needs pin particles to free himself from the quantum realm. Real or Jabroni? Hmm. I'm going to say Jabroni. All right. I think it's something else. I'm going to go Jabroni as well, because, I mean, let's face it, if it was Pim Particles, he would just knock out Ant-Man and take his Pim Particles. So. Oh, yeah, we see him talking to him the whole time, and it's like, <laughs> dude, the, the particles are right there. Yeah. All right. Uh, number 18, I, I was reading about this in some other articles, just more about the comics and stuff, but, and, and y- you can kind of see it a little bit, or something that looks like it in, you know, the, I don't know if it was in the trailer or just like still pictures from the movie, but uh, apparently Kang has a time chair, and uh, this is just basically saying that this will come into play. So the okay. time chair will come into play in some way, shape, or form in Quantum Mania. It'd be great if it was like an old school, like folding lawn chair. That'd be great. <laughs> he just walks out, folds the thing out. Here it is. <laughs> and it's got like one of the, one of the straps is like, is like busted. And he goes to one of his underlings. Where's my koozie? I had a koozie. Exactly. <laughs> that would be great. That's like, that's like redneck Kang. That's one of the other variants. Hey, that could be one of the variants. And I say that is a place where, I mean, that's actually could happen in Maine as well. Oh, Anyways, uh, I'm going to go real why not all right i'm gonna go real as well it seems like it's something that is in play uh number 19 ant-man can't and ant-man slash kang's deal because we we get a sense in the trailer that there is a deal cut between them will center on recovering the five years that ant-man lost i should say ant-man because he could be either one of them so um, Ant-Man was uh, in the quantum realm for a five-year period, was brought back by the errant rat that basically <laughs> stepped on the button that brought him back, and uh, and he lost this time with his daughter. And so I'm wondering if the deal that is being cut between the two of them is because Kang can do trickery with time and can, uh, from what I read, create uh, multiversal realities or branches that uh, Ant-Man takes him up on it uh, to reclaim that time. Man, this one's tempting. I'm going uh, real on it. I think it's what it is. It does seem like very much a Scott Lang sort of thing, so I'll go real. <sighs> I, I mean, he's done. I mean, problem. what hasn't he done for the sake of his daughter in this? It totally makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, now, this one's interesting. Number 20, Kang will send Ant-Man to a newly created timeline. Hmm. I mean, at some point, are we talking like this is where he ends up or it doesn't matter? 
Um, oh, like where he ends up like at the end of the movie? No, yeah. I, I mean, it's not meant to be permanent. It's just meant to say that at some point in the movie, Kang will send Ant-Man to a newly created timeline. Maybe he does it to prove like, hey, I can do this. And so if you do this thing for me, I will do this for you. Almost like, uh, you know, kind of proving that he has the, that he has the power. Like I've he has, power. he has the touch. You got the touch. Uh, you got the power. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, sure. I'll go the real on that. Why not? It kind of seems right. like a, a plot point that would happen. I'm going to go the real as well. Maybe it's that whole thing where you see him kind of like walking to a movie opening or something like that. You know, it's just, it's like kind of this like faux reality sort of mm, thing. Maybe. All right. Well, that wraps up. What's up with that? What's up with that? And now we come up to the, they need a killing. Direction. <laughs> <laughs> law dog, law don't go around no, here no more. Savvy. Jeez. Yes, I, we're savvy. Yeah. All right. I, I shut up. <laughs> so great. Here it is. The 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 one rumor that will separate the men from the boys. Ant-Man sacrifices himself and dies battling Kang. I am going to die on that hill myself. So oh, of course real. you are. I'm going jabroni. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, I don't buy it. All right. I think it's 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 such the obvious play. All right. I think we're getting a swerve. Gotcha. All right, next one. We're just gonna go right down the lineup. Yep. Hank Pym dies. This one I think is the more likely. I think Hank Pym, uh, it, going back to the fact that Hank Pym and Janet were, you know, the ant original Ant Man and Wasp were OG Avengers <sighs> mm-hmm. in the comics. I think there is a way to say that Ant-Man, I mean, well, I mean, this could be, you need to, you need to actually clarify Scott Lang sacrifices himself because Hank Pym was Ant-Man. Well, let's just, so you this. could have, you could have that interpret that as sure. well for this. He could, he could take up the mantle again in this, in this movie somehow. For simplicity's sake, when you see Ant-Man, it is Scott Lang. I will not refer to Ant-Man as Hank Pym. I know Hank Pym oh, was okay. Ant-Man. All right. I mean, I'm I, calling I'm, Hank Pym, Hank Pym. Okay. We have it on the record now. So I'm going to say real. I think Hank Pym all is right. going to be the one to make the sacrifice. All right. Well, let's see. Well, I guess I got to say Jabroni. Or I could say oh, both of them could die. Yeah. If you, you want to try and play that game, go right ahead. Let me see. Because if I go Jabroni... Oh my gosh, you were turning you're turning into uh into Wallace Shawn and Princess Bride now. Well surely <laughs> I can't take the the glass that is in front of you. <laughs> your intellect your intellect is truly dizzying. <laughs> I haven't even gotten started yet. <laughs> All right, I, I went the real on this one. Oh gosh, uh, you are yeah. number twenty three, Janet Van Dyne dies. Jabroni. All right. So you don't think that's gonna happen. I will go with you on that one. Uh, 24, Cassie dies. I'm going to say Jabroni on that. I don't think uh, Good, because even you can't wish death on the kid in the movie. That's good. Good. You haven't completely lost well, your no, soul. No, because it goes against my earlier one where I say she's going to be an Avenger at the end. So what, uh, Well, yeah. still. So, so you'd happily offer if it meant... <laughs> I, I, I am going to go with Jabroni as well. All right. Number 25. I'm going to go real on this one. Modoc is destroyed. I'm going to go jabroni. I mean, I don't think you're going to 
I don't think they're going to introduce a character and then just kill him off, like a bad guy. They have few enough bad guys right now. Like it would seem to be a very a very poor move. Well, they're about to have a bunch of Kangs, dude. <laughs> they don't well, need a Modok. <laughs> I, I don't think that, that that's going to be the permanent state. I think you are going to see multiple Kangs in the movie, but I think ultimately you need to have one that yeah. becomes the Kang that you're, you're the entire hinge point for this story. Mm-hmm. So eventually you're going to get you're getting your one Kang. One Kang, that's all you need. I'm going to say the real on this. I think Modoc's going down. All right. We'll see. A sacrifice for a sacrifice. <laughs> all Is right. that what the guy says in uh, Valorum or wherever they get the uh, soul stone? Anyways. Sure. Red Number skull. 26. Oh, it was so, just a soul for a soul. Oh, so, thank you. Sorry. A soul for a soul. You're right. You're right. All right, number 26, Cassie will become Stature. And so Stature is apparently in the comics what Cassie Lang actually does become, which I think is kind of an offshoot of the Ant-Man, you know, sort of like suit. But Mm. with, I think she can do it more like at will and she struggles to control it or something like that. So um, so this is basically saying that, uh, you know, by the end of the movie, uh, Cassie will become this hero called Stature jabroni i think it's too much to happen in one movie yeah i think so too all right number 27 we will see uh, this is gonna be a tough one we will see a flashback to kang battling and defeating the avengers This is tempting because the fan in me wants to see this. I know. Um, ah, what did I say up or up here before? I went jabroni on Tony Stark and Captain America. You know what? I I might go with this. I'm gonna go real. Gonna, Excuse me. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, that one was percolating. I thought for sure I was getting yelled at or something. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to steer away from the microphone. Gosh. Oh, here, hold on a minute. Sorry. I'm leaving all this in, I hope you know. Like What's that's that? that is podcast gold. I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> um including my comedic meltdown. Oh, oh that gosh. totally, yeah. Uh I'm going to go with the, I'm going the, with the real. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's, you know, let's go with a fanboy in me and, and go with something I really want to see. Uh, as much as I would like to see that, too, I really want that bottle of bourbon. So I'm going to go jabroni. All right. I know you're calculating this as you go along. <laughs> I am. Um, Number 28. Yes. This is a good one. The movie ends with Kang starting the multiversal war and taking over different universes. So we actually see him start to unleash his wrath upon the multiverse. Hmm. I I'm mean, it makes sense, re- but I mean, I'm just wondering how you do that from a story perspective going forward and how you stretch that over a lot of movies without it just becoming like a route somehow. Well, I kind of look at it as, and, and maybe this isn't the best example, but I kind of look at like the way the Eternals ended because in th- like in a way you're kind of waiting for whatever this judgment is to come to pass on earth. Right. And it just hasn't happened, but it was still kind of a, it was an end, you know? True. So that's where I'm just kind of wondering, like, 
he may start it. And then the other stories we see kind of in phase five are kind of either in parallel or just timed out where he hasn't may, maybe made his way to, you know, earth six sixteen or whatever they're called. Mm. Um, All so. right. You convince me. I'll go real. All right. And then number 29, our last rumor of the night when the man comes around a post credit scene will involve an original Avenger being alerted to Kang's presence. Real or jabroni? I'm going to go with the real, and it's going to be Bruce Banner. All right. I'm going to go the real, too. I think it's going to be, uh, be Brucey. All right. We have all 29 done, sir. We have, uh, let's see. Let me just go back through this. We've got one, two, three. Let me see, four, five, six, seven differences. Oh, eight differences. Sorry, wow. eight eight different theories where there's, this is anyone's game at this point. That could really, usually there's like two or three, so this could really flip-flop back and forth a couple times. It could. It could. Right. This could be like the Eagles and Chiefs and... Uh, uh, I'll I'll be the Chiefs. I'll I need to be a I need to be a I need to get a holding penalty. Where can I where can I buy one of them? <laughs> you know the worst part about that stuff is when you see like like watching Mahomes like signal to the ref to call it. I, I hate it when they do that stuff. It just drives me nuts. It's like yeah. of course you want it. It's the it's the most like it's just what it's what happens. You know I mean and it's been going on for a long time. You can go back to the eighties and stuff like that. It's a pass interference thing too. Like when when these guys go down and like the defender isn't even in the zip code of where that guy is, and he's like, "What? What happened? Come on, throw a flag!" It's like no one yeah. touched you. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, hey, at least it wasn't LeBron esque. You it's know, not, like, not great acting, which was like, another good ad. Those Pepsi ads with the uh, I'm acting or am I, you know, those that weren't bad. Funny. I will say, yeah, those, those were I like Steve Martin. He's funny. Yeah. Ben Stiller was stuff. kind of funny, though. Yes, he was. Yeah, it was good to see Zoolander there. And another thing. All right, sir. What have you got for and another thing this episode? Uh, well, my end another thing is uh, the furthest thing from adjudication as we have just done here. It is uh, just bringing actually back something I probably have used before because that seems to be my gimmick lately. Um, Moving Pictures, uh, the album by one of or my favorite band, but one of the best rock bands was featured for a second in a Super Bowl ad when Dave Grohl eloquently went through all the different uh, things that Canada has exposed upon yes, this earth that's right. is Rush. Moving Pictures by Rush yesterday was their 40th anniversary since the album debuted. And so I thought it apropos, also because I had nothing else in the hopper, uh, to bring this forth and encourage our listenership to, if you have not listened to Moving Pictures, uh, please do listen to it. We actually, in some of our early, very early episode, uh, did a... Uh, uh, review with or, or we did an album one-on-one between uh, rush and was it bare naked ladies no um i thought it was all canadian oh that's right it was bare naked ladies yeah naked so it was ladies. moving pictures and then uh and gordon by bare naked and gordon ladies. thank you by bare naked ladies so uh so do check that out uh one of our past episodes i don't have the episode number uh off the top of my head here but uh, uh but moving pictures by rush features uh tom sawyer and uh 
uh, uh, YYZ and a lot of uh, just just some of the finest, finest work that they did. Um, this is viewed as kind of not the pinnacle for them, but they they, they achieved a lot of, uh, you know, pop fame uh, through this, which was just not normal for them. They, they were always kind of the uh, uh, I don't know how to put it, the 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 geeky, you know, pimply kid at, at the high school dance standing in the corner that that was kind of rush for a long time and then they became the cool kid all of a sudden so which uh, funny enough i know someone who they rush played at their high school when they were in high school oh wow they were they, they were caught in, them during the, the the high school touring days huh yeah they they went nice. to high school in uh in michigan and nice. so it was just a hop skip and a, a jump across the border and wow. they saw rush play at their high school that's awesome. Yeah. That's... Neil Peart, Alex Lifeson, Getty Lee, the Holy Trinity right there. <laughs> Rush. Check it out. Moving Pictures, 40th anniversary. Uh, it looks like Uncle Todd's going to link the album one-on-one episode. So uh, we thank you and uh, check it out. Well, mine is going to be of a slightly more literary nature, keeping in uh, kind of step with our previous episode talking about the Thrawn books. This is something completely different, though. Uh, this is True Grit by Charles Portis of uh, the now they've made two, at least two films with it. Uh, John Wayne was in one. I believe Jeff Bridges was in the in the remake a few years ago. Ah, um, story of a, of a young girl who is out to avenge the, the death of her father and, uh, essentially hires a deputy marshal who to, to basically go and try and catch or kill the man who, uh, killed her father. And it's interesting. I have not read really any Westerns. I'm not a huge Western fan. I mean, there are a few that I really did enjoy. Of course, tombstone, um, Oddly enough, I'd probably if I had to if I had to rate favorite westerns, and there's not a ton of them. I mean, of course, Blazing Saddles is in there, but I mean that's kind of a spoof on westerns, but it still counts. Um, Tombstone, The Quick and the Dead, I think is is hugely underrated as a western. Mm. Fantastic movie, um, but I really haven't seen a lot of of westerns, and I certainly haven't read a lot of westerns. Um, and I kind of think I'm going to try and work a few more in because it's it's very interesting. Uh, this writing is very old timey, very stilted. Uh, it's told in the first person from the perspective of the young girl. Um, and it's 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 just something completely different from what I normally read, which is kind of I, I tend to read some really kind of weird books, uh, bios, uh, some nonfiction and then sci fi. So getting into a Western was interesting, to put it, to say the least. Um, and this was one that came highly recommended by a, a, a writer and artist, uh, Austin Cleon, who I follow on, uh, well, all social media. Um, but I would highly recommend it if you've never read a Western before, or if you happen to have somehow missed this one, it's, it's pretty much regarded as a classic and it's not, it's not a gigantic tome. You know, I think the one I, yeah. the version I have, it's like 225, 226 pages. It's not going to take you forever and a day to get through this thing. Yeah. So, uh, Give it a a look. I'll have it linked in the show notes. Um, you can also, I imagine, probably pick this up at your local library. Uh, once again, always going to stump up for some libraries. Uh, great things. So yeah. check that one out. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is about that time. And let me do a time check. And sweet freaking Moses. And we can we, do it. Holy cow. I can't believe it. We're actually, we might actually get the... 
I, I'm not going to jinx it. Thank you for tuning in. We do appreciate you uh, listening. And if you have a, if you have such an inclination as to subscribe to our humble little podcast here on the interwebs, you can go to freerangeadc.com. You can find all of our episodes there. If you so desire, you can subscribe right through the Podbean app. If you uh, are not looking to have another uh, app in your life, then go right ahead and find us on any podcast purveyor of your choice. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on Amazon, Alexa, whatever the heck their podcast platform is we're on there i just don't know what the hell to call it uh we're on spotify we are on pandora we are on google podcasts and many others just search for free range idiocy i'm sure that we are the only people out there broadcasting proudly that we are idiots um most people on the internet just do it by accident um you can also find us on the social medias we are on facebook we are on uh, the instagram we are also on the youtubes uh we all those are at free range idiocy we used to be on the Twitter, but, uh, you know, screw the mollusk. And uh, you can also reach us via the email, electronic mail, ladies and gentlemen. It is a wave of the future. Tim at freerangeidiocy.com is the address that you want to have. If you want to send us any correspondence, uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, offers of outright bribery are not beneath us. No, indeed. We will listen to all offers. Um, you can also make suggestions of shows. So if you have any thoughts of what you would like for us to say out of our mouth holes, we're all ears. Why not? I mean, because mm-hmm. quite honestly, we're running out of ideas. Uh, so send those to Tim at freerangeedc.com and he'll get back to you post haste ASAP PDQ, if not sooner. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the portion of the show where I finally stopped flapping my gums and I hand this over to the man who is the less idiotic of the two idiots running this show. Uh, Granted, again, it is a very low bar to clear, but he does it with panache and excellence every single time. I turn to the man they call Tim and I ask him the second most important question to ever be uttered uh, by human mouth holes. Uh, The first, of course, being what is hip? The second being what the hell did we learn this episode? We've learned the following. Uh, I'm always so happy when you have a list. It's comforting. We've learned that the man they call Tim can guffaw with the best and sneeze with the best, too, apparently. That was mostly wheezing, not guffawing. I really thought you were having an (laughs) asthma attack. I was concerned. (laughs) I should probably have emergency contact information for your wife just to let her know, like, Tim might be passed out on the floor. We have also learned that Uncle Todd apparently can bounce a quarter off of his gluteus. (laughs) I mean, I'm not bragging. His claim, not mine. I'm not bragging. I'm just stating facts. I'm just saying I've been doing a lot of squat work. And, you know, you get them just ha, and they tighten up. And oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, we've also learned that here at Free Range Idiocy, uh, we now have a streak that is uh, marching slowly toward that of The Undertaker. Of infamy. Of infamy, of, of, of curse. So next year, whoever's in it, send some money our way. Yeah. We won't pick you. It's, it's an awful nice uh, team you got there. It'd be a shame if someone uh, spoiled it. <laughs> We're 2-0. We pick you. You're going to lose. <laughs> it is about as safe a bet as you're going to get these days. <laughs> Uh, and we, we've also learned uh, Quantumania 
A lot of interesting stuff going on there. Looking forward to seeing that. We're we're going to be seeing it uh, this Saturday. Uh, we're going to do a, like a late morning, early afternoon kind of matinee of it <sighs> with our son. And uh, looking forward to seeing that with him. Uh, so, yeah, do check it out. Uh, we will uh, adjudicate these results uh, in short order so that uh, bourbon can be paid out to the proper winner. Me. Uh, with all that... <laughs> Pride cometh before the fall, sir. <laughs> Just remember. Hey, look, I'm not claiming things can bounce off my gluteus. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe you better start. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. Maybe that'll be an upcoming reel on Instagram. I don't know. With all that being said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> could be. Could be. Tim just moving right over that one like I don't oh. want nothing to do with this. <laughs> All that being said, we thank you, uh, as Uncle Todd has already stated, I, I will uh, reinforce. Uh, thank you for your listenership and for uh, giving us a, a listen here. We act- Oh, final thing that we did learn, we, we can keep it under an hour and 30. Yeah, well, not if you keep this up. I'm just saying. All right. Well, as we like to close things out, be safe, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. And, uh, well, you know, I, I toyed with the idea of leaving the lights on as we left, but quite honestly, we could make some money off this curse thing. So until then, we still need to save a few shekels. So please, would you hit the lights on the way out? It's like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon. What did you say? Damn! <laughs> you are such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. Get out. And don't come back. Until you've redeemed yourselves. And if we're going to save some money, can I uh, borrow a quarter from you? (laughs) (laughs) Now get the hell out of here!